Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Carmen, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. Today, I've asked Lisa Hannell to be with us, and Lisa's a friend of mine. She's a pastor's wife. Her husband serves at Pleasant Hill, Illinois, but I've also specifically asked her because Lisa, like many of you, she serves in the public school systems also. That brings some current challenges, not just because of the pandemic, but a lot of the walls here in Illinois. So I just I just thought it would be valuable of having Lisa share a little bit of her story with us today. So so again, Lisa, I'm, I'm glad you're you're with us. Thank you. Lisa, tell us tell us about your role at the school system. What do you what do you do there? Wow, this is my eleventh year in the school system. I initially started out as a first grade teacher, progressed into some leadership roles, and this year I'm currently kind of a little bit of everything. I am the special education administrator. I am the director of curriculum and instruction, professional development. So and I'm also the Title I director. So I mean I do a lot of things in there, but it gives me a lot of options to touch a lot of people. My thing is to just be here and build relationships with the staff and the students and to do whatever I can to help all of them. I don't know that we have a greater mission field right now than public school systems. That would be true. You know, and I so opportunities, it's hard. It's hard work. And we know here in Illinois, um, the laws are, we got some laws, you know, we, all you got to do is scroll social media and you see some of the, the proposed laws that are facing. Mm-hmm. Talk to the teachers out there. What would you say to encourage other teachers? But also, b- before you do that, educate us, educate the Carmens there. What does it look like to be a to be a Christ follower and to live and work in that environment every day to, you know, to be able to keep up and navigate? And, and you're a curriculum director, you said. Mm-hmm you know, understanding what that looks like and if it doesn't match up. I mean, I am blessed to be in, we're in a very small community. We have a thousand people in our community and we're in a community school, pre-K to 12th grade. Our community is very, I would call it a conservative community. So um, things are, are a little bit easier for people like myself in our school system. You know, there are some laws. You cannot proselytize students in a classroom. You can't push your faith on them. But I'll guarantee you this, if someone's got a problem, they're at my door and Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. And they know that I'm here. When students are sent to me, because I deal with some things with uh, some student discipline as well, I look at them and I tell them, you know that I love you and I'm, I'm here for you to help you in any way. So as a Christ follower, my job is to build a relationship with everyone here the best I can so they can know who I am in Christ. People can look at me, they know that I'm different. And they know that people will make comments. Ha ha, you know, you know, you don't do those things. No, I don't. But I, they see that in my life. Now, adults alike, I have, we've hold Bible studies here after school. We've had several of those since I've been here. We do things together to help other students out in the name of Christ. Our, our school does not mind if I post about see you at the poll. They don't mind if I post about our schools giving food away, if we are doing, if the church is giving away clothing. Our church will do teacher appreciation for our teachers, mm-hmm. and, and they're perfectly fine with that. I have not come up against, in this school setting, I haven't come up against anything that they wouldn't allow. You have to know your boundaries and know where you can be right up against those and where you don't want to cross. Because if you, you cross that, then you've lost your legitimacy with them. So you just try to be there for them. Now, currently, and I'm assuming that you're probably talking about this new cultural 
um, responsibility thing that's going on right now. And that is, I'll tell you what, when that first came out, I received numerous messages from people, from young people outside in the community wanting to know, is this really true? That was the first question. Is this really true? The actual verbiage of what's coming down the pike is not for teaching inside the school system. It is what they're going to use to teach educators. And so taking a very positive role on that is I'm looking to to hope that their goal is to teach educators to realize there are lots of different people out there. And so you must understand how to teach those people, not that they want to push all of those things onto students, which is what parents are concerned with. They would, sure. Are you going to have to teach my child that it's okay to be something against my faith? And, you know, I get that. I don't want, let, I mean, if we just want to be straightforward, probably the biggest topics that they have about that is wondering about the gay, lesbian, transgender, things like that. Are you going to have to teach my children that? The school system is not being asked to teach that. That's not what they're asking them to teach. They're just wanting us to be aware that there are different people out there than us. And the way I look at it as a Christ follower, there are people out there that are different than us, and we are called by Christ to love them. And that's what we need to do. We have to make sure that we are doing everything we can to show them love and to show them the love of Christ, because we're out here to reach them despite who they are and who they think they are. Because it takes a little while for people to realize their child of Christ. They don't actually know that. They're out there living that lifestyle. So I have to be aware of all those different things so I can know where to reach them. So I'm going to take it as a positive thing to understand who those people are and to meet them where they are to show them the love of Christ. So Lisa, listening to you, obviously, can I just say I'm grateful that you're in a leadership role because you know, I think it, it shows the importance how God positions us out there to be that salt, to be that light. But um, to stay grounded in his word, to be able, like you said, you were, you might have been a little more concerned at the start, you know, until you until you process through and seen and seen what it was um, to learn how to balance some of that stuff put in the hands of the wrong person. I mean, that could be interpreted a lot of different directions and who's regulating them. So, you know, again, I say thank you. And I'm glad God has you positioned there. And, you know, and, and ladies, if you're listening, you know, don't take for granted, you know, the places that that God has you in hard places. And, and you know, you your understanding as Lisa's talking, you may be the one in your school system that has to push back and say, that's not what the, that is not the interpretation of that per, that that. Per proposed regulation or, or whatever. So, so I think you bring up an important, um, an important point. And like I said, that's why I think our public school systems are such a mission field um, mm-hmm. because they're going after the minds that they're, you know, the enemy, we know, we know our enemy is not flesh and blood, but you know, they want the minds of our younger, but where my mind goes, Lisa, is I can only imagine how hard it would be to stay current. Now, I come from a healthcare background, and I know things I had to do intentionally to stay current on laws and changes and, you know, ethical issues. And mm-hmm. what does that look like for, what does that look like for an educator? Um, you know, do, what, what do you use kind of like what I call for a clearinghouse to keep you posted, or maybe just to go out and, and talk to colleagues to, you know, that are other Christ followers just to kind of be able to, I don't know, to encourage each other, but also to problem solve, critical think together. What is this going to look like for us to to operationalize this in our particular workplace? Um, I get a lot of information from, of course, from from the Illinois State Board of Education that I read. And the thing is, you can't, it's so easy to react before you have news. And so, you know, you have to read for yourself. You have to let your own mind uh, 
do some research on that. And then I have, of course, I live with the best sounding board in the world. You know, I, Don and I talk a lot about everything, you know, trying to figure that out. And then I have Christian teachers in my school mm-hmm. and we, we talk about it. Uh-huh. And you're like, you know, how do you feel about that? Or what are we going to do about that? We try to be transparent with each other. I mean, obviously there are going to be things that we have to do that we don't like. And that's part of our job. I don't think there's any job where you have that you have everything that you like completely. Uh-huh. But we talk about the way that we can do it in a way that can bring about maybe a change by the way we handle it. I mean, we may have to follow that rule, but we follow it in a way that gives us an opening later on or gives us some credence with the people who are around to show maybe maybe we you know we don't agree with that, but we're going to teach it the way we feel like it needs to be taught or we're going to share it the way it needs to be taught or we may just say, you know, there there is nothing wrong. I was a nurse too. There is nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, I can't do that." I can't do it. And, and just standing up for yourself and saying, I can't do it. So, I mean, you have to make that decision where you feel like that boundary is for you and where that, where that edge is that you feel like you can make a difference with some of those decisions and where, you know, it might not be your place to do so. That's good. I honestly, I can only imagine how, how complex of a, of a landscape that is to navigate and to stay up with. And, you know, when I, when I look at that, I'm thinking your, your eyes, I always look at kids, you know, working with children and stuff. I always tell them or students, especially like in our awesome community, you see what's happening in your community because typically there, if there's children, there are students, they're in and out of the schools. So Mm -hmm. they're the ones that can update me on trends. Tell me, you know, there may be things I think that are an issue and they're like, that is so not an issue, Carmen, (laughs) but they're seeing it in real time. So are educators, you know, you guys are positioned there that you're seeing things in real time to know, you know, what, what, are, what our students are, are struggling with, you know, what are some of the real concerns that are, that are creating problems. So my gut tells me it's been a very hard year, you know, it has been a tough year, it's tough on students and on the, the staff and on the faculty. Um, what are some of the, what are some of the rubs that you're seeing, you know, cause if, if we, what are some of the hard things that you're seeing for teachers right now? That may be ways, yes, we can pray for them, but just open our eyes because we all know a teacher. (laughs) Tell us what their worlds look like right now. You know, we have teachers, every school system has teachers that have been here for a very long time or in the middle of their career or brand new. And I've talked to teachers who have been teaching for a long time and they're like, man, I cannot do it like this again. I just can't do it. This is not the way we were taught. And even a teacher that graduated last was not taught to teach like we're teaching this year, you know hands off, not being close to your students, having everything set a certain way, using technology instead of face-to-face. I mean, that's not how they were taught. And they're, they struggle. I had a first-year teacher tell me she goes home and cries every day because it's so stressful. Mm-hmm. It's not the beautiful Pinterest classroom she was looking to put up, you know. Uh, uh-huh. And then you have, toward the end of their career, teacher who says, you know, I just really don't have to do this. And I just don't know if I can put myself through that. Mm-hmm. The extra hours it takes to do that or understanding that this could be a reality for a very long time. And Mm -hmm. so the thing that I get is I'm here in this role as a teacher and a leader, but I'm also in that church role where I can go back to my husband and our church leadership and go, hey, these people, this sector, the kids, they're having this problems. We need to focus something on that. We need to focus something on these adults because that's how we can meet their needs. That's how we earn that respect. We, We earn some of the respect in their eyes by knowing where they're hurting. So I'm able to say, I see where these people are hurting. We need to do something to help these people. I try to be very um, uplifting and do different things here in the school to kind of keep morale going because this year has been terribly stressful that has impacted me and my health, as you know. 
But there's days that I go home and I'm like, I'm standing on the edge of a razor blade. And I'm if I move one way or the other, it's going to split me in half. Mm-hmm. It's just not been what we wanted. We want, you know, our kids missed out at the end of last year. They missed out at the beginning of this year. And we want the best for them. And it's this has not been our best. That's good. I don't think we realize sometimes how how much we set our own level of quality. And it often exceeds what is requested of an organization to start with. We're squeezed something like what, you know, like you're describing with the pandemic and, mm-hmm. and a lot of the dissatisfaction is with yourself. They don't care that it's living up to what the what the organization is saying is acceptable. I know a lot of my friends that are in the education system right now, they're struggling with that because it's not living up to their level. They're they're seeing that kid at the other end of the whatever the process is. And mm-hmm. regardless of what's happening day to day, um, that looks like on paper, they're seeing kids fall behind course what we go to church with each other right we we do life out in the community with each other so the educators are you know they're 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 friends with the parents you know they are the parents you know they're they're trying to do double duty here and and it's just so hard because I can only imagine the sense of responsibility that is on your shoulders even more so than you know pre-pandemic the teachers will actually come to me a lot of times they'll come to me with um hey can you can you pray for me? Not because I'm having trouble teaching in my classroom, but because what we're doing here is rubbing off at home. And so can you pray for me? I'm really having a struggle with my daughter or my husband or my siblings, you know, because this is stressful. And I don't know about you, but I take this stuff home with me. This stress carries over at home and they know they can come to me in this office where I am or call me at home or call me at night and they'll say, can you pray for me? Because I'm really having a hard time. And I think God has put me here at this appointed time so I can be here to help lift up those people and to keep them, to let them know that they're not alone going through all of that. Friend, I have no doubt. I have no doubt he's positioned you for this particular season. And you said it earlier, your dear husband who stands behind you and supports you also. When you said earlier, I have the best sounding board at home, you know, to to speak into because it's a ministry. I mean, to you, this, your husband's a pastor, you have your church, but you're in your pulpit right there. You know, and I think that's what we have to realize when when whatever areas our influence is, those are our pulpits, you know, as women, whether that's our parenting relationships, our marriages, our workplaces, our communities. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned something and and I I want you to to go um, share a little bit with us when you said, um, obviously, it's one of the most stressful years you've had and and it's definitely taken an impact on your health. So I want to hear a little bit from your perspective. I mean, I know you've shared a little bit of that journey with me and and offered me the the benefit to pray with you. And I so appreciate that. But it does take a toll on you. And um, many people have experienced, whether it's COVID you know, some other um, illness through this, you know, and a lot of it has been stress-related, um, depressions, anxieties, and so forth. Tell us a little bit about um, about your health journey and how, how has that impacted you at a time when it looked like so much other, you know, so much else was going wrong already, if you want to use that word. Yeah. I mean, I really found, thought myself to be a pretty healthy person. You know, <laughs> I'd, I'd done a lot of good things and had gotten, you know, back on the diet and, and did some really good uh, exercise and taking care of myself. And then about, oh, it was mid-April, I believe, which is when we were getting ready to plan to come back to school. You know, we, we were making all the plans, you know, what are we going to do? I had a seizure in the middle of the night in my home, which I'd never had in my life. And so I went through all that, quickly went through all the testing to figure out what was going on. And, and they did all this testing and found out that I had epilepsy, which was like, 
brand new. You know, I'm 52 years old. Where does that just come out of the dark? And so worked on some things, getting that under control. And then about September, which would have been, we had this really, really big thing come up here at school, you know, and, and we were having to go remote because of the pandemic. And Wednesday night, sitting after church, having some talks with some friends. And lo and behold, there comes another seizure, you know, out of the blue. And I'm ta- I'm not talking little ones. I'm talking like 10 minute mm-hmm. seizures. I end up have I had that one. And then I've had a third one. But they all kind of coincide with some really big times that we've had going on in my job and, and yeah. the times that I felt pretty stressful, which means, you know, my sleep was off and different things like that. So that it was hard from harder for my husband than it was for me, for sure, because I'm not aware of what's going on. We kind of have through that, you know, Don and I have talked, you know, what what did this mean to me or for me? And what it really meant was Lisa was too busy and had really not really kept my focus where it was. We kind of think that, you know, I'd, I'd taken on a lot and did a lot of things which is typical for me, but it kind of made me slow down a little bit and take a look at what was really, really, really important. Mm-hmm. And so God God kind of used that time to say, okay, it's time to not be doing some of those things. Let's take a look at some other things. Well, during all the course of this, you know, I had some opportunities that I thought were going to be really great opportunities. I was trying to take care of that stuff. And I tried through these different things and God slammed the door, God slammed the door, God slammed the door. Well, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Why is all this happening? And then I started having these health issues. And if you know that when you have seizures and you have loss of consciousness, you lose your driving privileges. So if I had taken advantage of some of these opportunities I had, driving was a big portion of that. And so then I look back and I go, oh, that's why that didn't happen for me, or that's why those things didn't happen. And the fact that I have maybe looked at things through a different lens, because now I have to see, this is an Elisa world here. This is a, a God-focused world. And you know, I just had to say, God wants to use me somewhere that I'm not looking. So I need to look where God wants me to be focused. I mean, that's old Henry Blackaby, right? Yeah. Way back. So we did. Don and I just sat down and we said, what are we really supposed to be doing? Now, here we are trying to get things going back in a church and in a church that's been through a pandemic. And this has given us an opportunity to say, God has us right exactly where he wants us. And he wants us to be working together as a team, closer as a team. And we need to do this together. So we we work on a lot of those things together, if that if that makes any sense. He also, through this, God helped me to realize I have some amazing women in my life, amazing women that have come right alongside me and helped me through this health time and have shored me up through that. And that strengthened some of those relationships, which, which are very important. They were important to me before, but they're so much more important to me now. And, you know, God has just, I think, the pandemic slowed us down, and then this slowed me down to where I could have my eyes wide open on the, what I need to be doing for him. So sometimes I think we look at some of the events in our life as being negatively impacting. We see a high point, and it's great. You know, I'm, I'm doing great in my career. I feel like I'm in probably the best place ever, and then you take that downtime, and then you come back up, and you're like, man, wh- why did the Lord take me so low? And, and because he wants us to realize what the highs are and why he had us here. So, and then we forget, and we get up there, and then we're back down again, and we so quickly forget. You know, we just have to take advantage of every situation that God puts us through, whether or not it's a mountaintop or a valley. That That's good. You know, ladies, if you're listening in, you're probably all nodding your heads like I am, like, amen, you know, as Lisa's talking, because we, we've, we've experienced it. All of us, I don't care your age, if 
you're listening, you've all experienced it and you will experience it. And um, I know I'm currently walking through Priscilla Shire's Elijah study and she talks about um, this unsettling, you know, Elijah's just unsettled. And she said, mm -hmm. there's a time, you know, as God's drying things up, you know, you, you kind of know it's, it's time to move on, but there's always going to be that unsettling as part of that refining process. Mm -hmm. And it never ends. It never ends because he's, he's continuing to develop that character as he's getting ready to position you to do the next thing through you. That's correct. You know, we, and we have to be willing to look for it. Well, I love what you said there. Um, our perspective, right? That has, that has got to be our posture every single day. You know, I mean, to start, I, you know, Lisa, I love hearing you say that because I know in my own life, I can be so much better at that. And I thought I was pretty good at it, you know, and I, and I, I'm still not, I'm still not doing this every day, even though, even in my, my little notes in the morning, I've wrote myself a couple lines, you know, every day, Jesus, is this the day you're coming back? And to give me your eyes to see where you're working, you know, in other words, who's the person, what's the, you know, what's the thing. So I love, I love that you said that. And ladies, if you're listening, let that be an, an encouragement to you because you may be in one of the unsettling times. It sounds like something or feels like something's drying up or something's coming to an end and trust the fact that God is not missing that. Um, expect those things. So you're not broken. There's not something wrong. That's how he works in our life as he continues to, to refine you, you know, to, to bring out that character for what he's wanting to do through you so that that's well, i'm still just an average woman out working out in in the secular world living in the in the world things aren't always perfect i am definitely not always perfect sometimes as christians we like to put our best prettiest face out in the public and then when someone who's new to the faith comes in and they they're going on out and and the first thing that comes wrong with them they're like man i'm not like her i don't have perfectness all the time because we don't show our frailties to people yeah. they don't realize how big god's working in our life because we don't show it we have got to make sure we show other women out there yeah i'm still having horrible things happen in my life but god is holding me up and walking me through these things that's okay. good i think we're afraid sometimes to be vulnerable that 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 authenticity is key for solid relationships, you know, that, absolutely. that's what speaks. That's what speaks. Ladies, for you guys that are listening, you, you know, you're, you're hearing Lisa talking. One of the things she said earlier was she realized what good women she had in her life. And, you know, let that be a reminder. We're not meant to do this alone. You know, we can yep. encourage each other. So if you're not connected to the IBW community, connect with us, you know, follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women, or we're on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women, or check us out on our website for our contacts, our resources at ibsa.org backslash women. That's the benefit of the community. And um, as you hear Lisa talking, she's telling you she's ordinary. We've been saying that we're ordinary women, but we've uh -huh. got an extraordinary God and he's who's on display in our lives. Absolutely. And these things come for his glory if we can be in that posture. So I love what you said. I love that. And ladies, let that be, let that be a witness to you. Let that be a testimony. Um, there, there are hard things coming. There are hard things coming. Mm -hmm. And the ways we, the way we did things before is probably not the way it's going to, going to get it done tomorrow. Um, but nothing's going to work for us if we don't learn what it is to, to stay connected to that abide in a personal relationship with Jesus every day, meeting him every single day, every day. Yeah. Lisa, I appreciate you being with us. I appreciate you sharing. Um, what might be a final word that you would speak into to your friends across the state that are listening? If I had to say anything, it's that find that one 
if you can only find one, find that one person that you connect with, that one accountability partner, that one person that you can just, that you know that you can go to and they know that they can go to to help each other through all these times. My prayer has been for this year in everything that we hear from the Lord and everything that we're doing with the Lord, that, we, that we're the action to the words he gives us. Mm-hmm. We, we're so spongy sometimes, but let's do something with it. Everything we hear, let's let the Lord do something through us. And so we can we can go out and show the love of Christ and the things that he's teaching us. Mm, Amen. That's good. That's good. Mm. Thank you, Lisa. You tell your sweet husband, we said hello and thanks for sharing you with us today. Oh, I will. I appreciate you having me. Ladies, thank you for listening. Um, I hope you're encouraged by some of what Lisa spoke into you today or shared with you. And, you know, if you got questions or feel like you're not connected to anybody, again, reach out to us and um, we'll see you here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.